Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. degrees and uh, some blue skies in downtown Indianapolis. Good morning to you and welcome to the First Day Show. It is the WIBC Sunday Magazine. It is presented by our friends Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. Denny Smith is here. Good morning, Terry Lynn. Good morning to you. Good morning, Kai. Good morning. There she is, the good witch of the... (laughs) East, west. <laughs> well, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, boy, have I heard that this week. Oh, oh my. my goodness gracious. More pictures are coming in from the destruction and the devastation, and now uh, two more lives lost that we uh, we hear about at McCormick's Creek State Park, which they say is um, so many parts of it have just been, were flattened. Uh, but they found two campers yesterday. And uh, I'll tell you, it is... Um, it is uh, these bright sunny skies. It, when I go outside and I see the bright sunny skies, and and I and then I think for just a minute, wait a minute. You know, there's so much cleanup that is going on still, and uh, I'm not sure people with still probably without power in some parts of our state, right? Maybe overwhelming. Oh yes, still they're, they're still out. Has I, to be. I'll check up on Duke. I don't have a. I don't look at the AES, the power and light here in Central Indiana. But uh, Duke was up uh, down to twenty three thousand when I went to bed wow, last night. But see, there's more stuff happening. You know? Right, and the winds yesterday yeah. in uh, Indianapolis, in fact, I believe we had a wind gust up to sixty three, sixty four miles oh, an hour. Heavens. So yesterday the winds were still strong, and we still had limbs and branches and and, and falling. But uh, no complaints when I I see all the devastation that is out there and the loss of life here in our state. Governor Holcomb declaring a state of emergency in both Sullivan and Johnson. Johnson County, Whiteland down there, which, which, which was hit so bad. And Sullivan, of course, you've seen lots of pictures, I'm sure. But if you want to help our fellow Hoosiers, Central Indiana Kroger stores have opened up a donation option for those of you, uh, for those that were hit by the storms. And um, and I think this is a pretty cool thing with Kroger letting you help in this way. And so when you check out, it, it's a big grocery shopping day, I know. But when you check out, be sure to mention to your cashier the desire that uh, you want to provide for das- desire disaster relief and then when you do that that cashier will uh ring a key and tell you how and ask you how much you want to donate pretty cool i just went to the duke website just a little under nine thousand, still without power okay still without power okay and and they say that you know sullivan and martinsville and some parts of franklin it's not going to come back up because there's no it's all gone it's It's just devastation i I know it Uh, my family down in martinsville um, they had a, a lot of t- tree damage. They lost most of their trees, and they have a pretty good amount. I mean, over probably 75, close to maybe 100 trees. I don't know, but all gone. And um, 
they still didn't, they finally got cell service yesterday, last night. So now they're still waiting for power to come on. But their road, I think 252, was still blocked off yesterday. We couldn't even get to them yesterday. So we'll see things, they're, they're working, crews are working 24 hours a day. Now you live through that uh, in the wintertime, but it's so quiet in the house when, when there's no power. power. There's no hum, there's no nothing, and you just, it's just dead silence. And dark. Oh, and dark. The nighttime yeah. is so dark. Uh, and you don't, sometimes you just don't realize it until you don't have that power. But uh, days are long, and I know a lot of hard work and, and uh, crews that are out there working for you. They're telling you just have patience here. They're doing the, and working as fast as they possibly can. Yesterday, of course, they had the wind. So that was on top of – that was a, another challenge that they were facing as they're trying to get your power back on. But also, guys, our Salvation Army down there in Sullivan County and elsewhere. So uh, helpsalvationarmy.com org is another you know how we feel about them and if you'd like to donate in that way go that direction i know redcross.org also taking uh, donations too to help our fellow hoosiers so uh that is what uh, is happening we're still thinking about you it is still top of the news and so we wanted to to hit on that for sure um and you know mike pruitt our friend mike pruitt from down in uh, southern indiana he was talking about um fire he's a firefighter um about your perishable foods so how long do you think it is when you're without power? How long can you keep your refrigerated items? If you don't open the refrigerator, I would say a good six to seven hours. The freezers last longer because nobody gets into those. But I would say six to seven hours. What four do you think? hours. He, he four recommends hours? throwing out oh. your perishable food in your refrigerator after four hours. Oh. And, uh, and that is you throw out that food if it's above 40 degrees. You can safely refreeze or cook your thawed frozen food that still contains ice crystals or is at 40 degrees or below. Uh, but when in doubt, throw it out. Now, I have kept my food. We yeah. kept it for three days in that refrigerator. <laughs> and I still smelled my milk and it was still okay. Yeah. The idea of when you lose the food... I mean, it's a, that's a tough part, too. If you're just without power and you haven't had any destruction, you're just out with power. Every minute that goes by, you're like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Hey, Kylan, did, did you ever think about being a prairie woman, Kai, where, you know, not only did you have to worry about the milk spoiling from the cow to the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, think yeah. about no, no refrigeration, no electric. I couldn't be right. a prairie guy. I'm the worst when it comes to trying to salvage food. I keep food probably way longer than you're supposed Me to too. keep leftovers in general. <laughs> Me so too. this case... I would still be eating it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's fine. Listen. I still have 10 fingers. Yikes. I haven't lost it. Well, Mike Pruitt says after four hours, throw it out. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh. Uh, this is the First Day Show, and um, we are glad you are here with us. There's a lot of sports news, obviously, that's out there today. We've got uh, Texas Motor Speedway. We've got IndyCar. This is the second re- race of the season. This is my one of my favorite tracks. And uh, Ed Carpenter, will, Carpenter will be racing. This is the first oval of the season. And then we've just got that roast race coverage, by the way, starts at noon. And we've just got a couple more races before they come to Indy. And also, guys, it's baseball day. Indians, Indians baseball. They play today, and it's Kids Eat Free Day. Oh, my gosh. And it's going to be a beautiful day day up in the 50s. Oh. Add it to your food news. Uh, Have you seen that new hot dog they have? Yeah, how about the new hot dog? Oh, my gosh. It is a gourmet hot dog to be be had. What? It it looked like a taco hot dog combination with a little bit of hot sauce. That's it, Danny. That's really it. It is. And they always say kind of change it up depending on who's in town. Omaha Storm Chasers. Ironically, listen oh. to their name. I, the I, Omaha Storm Chasers are in town for this opening weekend. So the Omaha Steakhouse dog, layered in blue cheese crumbles, sautéed mushrooms, fried onions, and bacon bits. 
is the hot wow. dog of the day. I could day. take everything but that blue cheese crumble. I'm not a big <laughs> blue cheese guy. They got a couple new things out there. Tacos and uh, signature cocktails. And anyway, the food is always a part of the game. It's one of the best little uh, ballparks in America. Yeah, you, you it know, really is. You don't look into the sun. You know, the setting sun's behind you. And so yeah. it's, it's really nice to go there for an evening game. Well, we've got uh, a couple of hours here with you here on the first day. We're glad you're with us. Coming up, Little Sisters of the Poor, they're celebrating their 150th anniversary of serving low-income elderly here in Indiana. And you know what? We're just going to take a break from some of the, the sadder stuff that's going on just for a second. And uh, we're going to talk. You're going to love this. The, these ladies. I mean, they are incredible. We will uh, talk to them coming up after the break. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 1019. It is a beautiful Palm Sunday here in downtown Indianapolis. We just watched one of the, uh, this Christchurch Christ Christ Church Church Cathedral, Cathedral right on this corner here on Monument Circle and everybody was outside. And with their palms, with ready their to palms. walk in and process. It's a beautiful sight. Uh, listen, guys, I'm going to be emceeing an event for the St. Augustine Home Guild, which is celebrating 150 years that the Little Sisters of the Poor have provided a loving home for low-income elderly. And I recently sat down with the president of the guild, Mary Pateau, and also Marianne Barathy and Linda Baer, and one of the most joyful nuns I've ever met who explained how she found the Little Sisters. I'm Sister Marie Cecilia, and I'm the uh, little sister's uh, sister of the poor. You know, I came to know my uh, the little sister when I was in Hong Kong working in an import-export company. And then one afternoon, I had a free afternoon after the shipment of our uh, products. And I decided to go to St. Vincent de Paul, but the church was closed. And then there was a lady who told me, uh, you know, there is a church always open, run by the religious. And she showed me the way to the Little Sisters of the Poor. Before that, I was looking for a church because of my friend who has found a new religion. Uh, she joined, an, she was Catholic. She joined a new religion and she was inviting me to join her. But then with that invitation, it's just like a wake-up call. You know, I said, I want to know first uh, the depths of our Catholic faith before I I will join you. If I cannot find what I'm looking for, I will let you know. So with that with that invitation, I went back to daily mass because when I was in college, I was a daily communicant. So with that, I went to daily mass and then I wanted to visit the Blessed Sacrament that afternoon. The, the church was closed. So I was pointed to the Little Sisters. I went to the church and then prayed there. On my way out, I met the Mother Superior. And she was asking me if I was visiting their residence. I said, no, I visited the chapel. I hope you don't mind I was in your chapel. She said, no. And she asked me if I know about them. I said, no. And she 
she explained to me the mission they that we take they take care of the elderly poor and then she invited me more and more to come so whenever i am free i went back especially on weekends she always call me are you coming i save you some lunch she said whenever <laughs> so i cannot say no <laughs> i have a plate waiting for me every every weekends <laughs> after a year <laughs> there a year or almost two years you know i realize i have vocation i want to be like them because you know the joy of the 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 joy of seeing them so joyful serving the residents it yeah, was really contagious. Uh, contagious so attractive and then i let my dad know i said i want to be a little sister of the poor he said he asked me what are you going to do there i said i'm going to take care of the elderly poor he said oh don't go too far you have your grandparents here he said <laughs> so i told mom i said mom please pray for me i know i have vocation and she said you know han i've been praying for you i hope you will change your mind those nuns they get up so early and you never been a morning person <laughs> my grandmother heard about this you know she was worried more than my parents because she knew as well when we were growing up and then every morning she had a morning coffee with my parents at six o'clock you know in the philippines the sun get up so early it rise up so early six o'clock it was high and then at six o'clock if we were not awake she was banging our door girls you're still in bed all the graces of god had been spread nothing left for you <laughs> so guess what is my first assignment in a visit bell ringer oh you were the bell ringer <laughs> to make sure the nuns were awake i said jesus you must be kidding that has been 27 years in the congregation wow really it's still up to this time i'm straggling of the morning <laughs> That's Sister Marie Cecilia, and she is awesome. Well, the Little Sisters of the Poor have a fundraiser coming up in celebration of their 150th anniversary. It's their Hats Off to Spring Luncheon and Fashion Show, May 3rd at the Ritz-Charles. Linda Bear is co-chair of the event. I agreed to be a co-chair this year at the fundraiser because I really want the community, an outreach community, to be appreciative of 150 years of the Little Sisters. Uh, many years ago, 1873, they came here, and, and a lot of people knew them when they were downtown. And at some point, they had to move here in 1967. You said they were in, Lock- in Locker Bay, and there's a, yes. a marker now where yes. that place it used to where it used to stand. There's a historic marker on Vermont Street, 500 Vermont Street, that the state approved in, in 2017. So in 1967, they had to move. And uh, when they came here, 18,000 individuals, businesses helped make this building mortgage-free when the sisters moved in. And, and it, was, it was so wonderful that so many people had an outreach for the sisters. So I'm hoping that we can, you know, uh, outreach again and remind people all the great things they've done for the elderly poor for 150 years. It, it's, a, it's really a miracle every day that they have a family-oriented place here for the elderly. It is a family. There's a mother, there's sisters, and there's all the residents, and there's events every, all the time there are events here. But until their dying day, there is somebody by their side. 
especially if they're dying, the nuns do not leave their side. The nuns live here, and they are here all day long to take care of, of the residents. Now, of course, we don't have as many nuns as we used to have, but we now have some staff to help out with that. But it's still family. And some of, we have one lady that's been here for a couple ladies that have been here for 40 years working here, right? Because they love it as oh, this yes, environment is a family. Right. And, you know, there's so many good stories that about how kind the city of Indianapolis uh, have been to the sisters. Sister Marie Cecilia, I want to ask you, how many residents are here? Uh, at the moment, we have 65 residents. Uh, before COVID, we have 96. You know, this 150 years that we are celebrating this year, first, I would like to thank or to express to everyone that uh, we thank and praise God for the beautiful vocation that St. John Jugan handed down to us. And also for her life and holiness. You know, it's always a joy to to talk to something beautiful like this accomplishment 150 years. It's because of the generous support of the community. We are truly grateful to everyone from the past uh, and this time and all the people who will be helping us continually. We are really uh, want to express this, uh, this time, how grateful we are. This milestone of this, um, the Indianapolis here, the Little Sisters, is because of the generous support of the community. And I'm grateful to them to include me in this year's Hats Off to Spring Luncheon Fashion Show at the Ritz Charles May 3rd. $60 donation. It begins at 1030 with the Champagne Social. For tickets, go to staugustinehomeguild.org. All right, still to come this hour, Denny Smith with Investing Sense and details on the largest musical chairs party that's coming up in Hendricks County. But Kylan, we've got trending stories. Trending stories. You know I'm going to start with it. My boys in blue. They had their home opener last night. Unfortunately, they did draw. And so it was nothing, nothing. Okay, Terry. Terry. Nothing to nothing. This part was fun. Right here. here. It was so close to getting in the goal. And this was like the last three minutes of the game. So everyone was really excited. Hopefully, nah, nothing. So hopefully some others to come. They have some games this week. So we'll keep an eye on Indy 11. And of course, I'll keep you updated here. Of course Um, you will. (laughs) Terry, I'm going to have to come over there. I'm trying my best to understand it. Go ahead. Uh, let me thank Denny. Thank you for understanding. Denny, oh, I yeah. Denny loves it. it. Uh, Denny just loves really it. Loves did. it. <laughs> I didn't start until I was in college, and then they, they had an intramural league, and all the East Coast guys drug me out there. And it's a tough game. Don't it is. don't tell me that true football, athletes. They're true athletes. They really the are, and they deer. run like okay. deer. So. <laughs> some other trending stories. Uh, some Cisco drivers went on strike last Sunday. I didn't hear anything really about it, but I definitely started seeing some of the effects of it. I tried to order pretzel sticks last night, couldn't oh. get them. Tried to order a burger, couldn't get that either because really? they don't have buns. You're tried to order a wrap, to death. no oh wrap. Uh. So I had to stick with chicken tenders. Uh. Is that right? Yeah. So well, that might be affecting more restaurants, cafeterias. So if they are out of food to any restaurant that you're going to, have patience. It's not on them. Yeah. It's, a little bit of chain reaction. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have a, your normal fit where you fell, threw no. yourself on the floor and cried? Uh, well, okay. That sounds like the breakfast of you. That's the breakfast of champions. Pretzel sticks and what else? That know. was last night for dinner. She wanted oh. a bun. She just wanted some sort of a carb. I did. And I, well, I got chicken tenders and I can't be too mad about that. Yeah. 
a little shout out. Uh, Produce Zach Eady has been named the AP Men's Player of the Year. Well deserved. That's cool. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Congratulations. We'll have some more sports news uh, next hour. But oh, we'll but if I can, can I throw something in really quickly? Of course. Okay, I'm sure all of you know, but UConn and San Diego State, that's your two going to the NCAA yeah. Men's Basketball Championship tomorrow night in Houston, right? Yeah. It's tomorrow night. This is Sunday. It's tomorrow UConn. night. Uh, so congratulations to those two teams, and I'm sure that everybody has walked away with uh, no money in the pool. <laughs> right? Yeah, in your me. bracket. It was busted in the first three games. I know it. You know, it really was. It's 1030, and this is the first day. Brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, crossroadscollectivehomes.com. We'll chat with them in the next hour. You're listening to the first day. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's 1036. Good morning to you. 40 degrees outside and beautiful blue skies on this Palm Sunday. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith, Kylan Talley, too, and Musical Chairs. April 20th, I'm going to be emceeing a super fun fundraiser for Hendricks County Senior Services, the largest musical chairs event party. Haley Atkins is one of those organizers. It's amazing. Like you said, it's April 20th. We have it on a Thursday night from 6 to 9 p.m. And that's at the Hendricks County 4-H Fairgrounds. And we moved up to the Expo Hall because it was such a great success last year that we moved to the larger um, the larger room. When you hear musical chairs, it's like, well, what is that? Literally, it's what you're thinking it is, right, Terry? <laughs> like from when you were a kid, right. you know, the musical chairs. And so people can come and they can either play or spectate. And it is, it's a fundraiser. Uh, it's a creative way to get the word out there that we exist um, to reach people that are the caregiver age group and let them know that we are a great resource. And then again, just to raise funds for what we do. And you know, the biggest question that I get from people when I talk about this event, they said, well, how long does this take? It moves really quick. Yes. Now, players have to be 18 years or older. I do want to make that clear. But there are 120 spaces for players. And we do double elimination, but not all 120 play at the same time. We have it down to about 30 people. Um, This year, we're going to pull two chairs. So the actual play will take two hours, but you get two chances, which I think is pretty fun. And then it was labeled last year. They said it was just as fun for the spectator as the player. I mean, I personally had a great time watching it. <laughs> so you can play or spectate. Um, and there is uh, there will be a cash bar and there's food and other activities going on. It's a very active evening. We highly recommend tennis shoes. This is not the night for networking to get out and look pretty. This is the night to put on tennis shoes and wear whatever you want. We have people in tutus. We had people that went and did tie-dye shirts, even though it's an individual sport, like teams. And just anything goes. It's good kind of bonding for, you know, families or or work people. It's it's just a really good time. Not many spaces, as she mentioned, 120 spaces are available. And the tickets have been 
went on sale. So uh, go to yeah. here's how you can register. Go to uh, hcseniors.org slash donate. $25 per person to play or for the spectator too because you get in on all the fun too. And as we mentioned, it's so yeah. much fun just to watch. And again, it's out at the fairgrounds out there in Danville coming up April 20th. It will sell out at 400 people total. So 120 players, but we have room for spectators. That ticket includes a slice of pizza, some snacks, dessert, and water, but there'll be also additional pizza for purchase, cash bar and soda, and then, of course, extra ways to fundraise. And just have a good time raising money for a good cause. It's also sponsor, our main sponsor is Cumberland Trace and Plainfield, mm-hmm. and we are absolutely humbled by the support of the community and the wonderful sponsors that we have and just the people that, that come to support the cause. It is 1040. Again, that was Haley Atkins. She is with Hendricks County Senior Services. They provide so many great programs and resources for seniors. Again, hcseniors.org for tickets, 25 bucks, and we will see you there. It's one of the most fun events I do all year. It's a hoot. It is such a hoot. It's adults, (laughs) and there is, as she said, everything is there provided, snacks and drinks and... You'd expect it to be full combat musical oh chairs, but it's not. I mean, it's playful, but it's playful. But, but they're serious. Yeah, there I was love, some rolling around on the floor last year. I personally love seeing adults being kids again. Me we too. need more of that. Isn't and that fun. I love. I talk with Elizabeth next hour, and uh-huh. about hopefully toys. there will be some toys that adults can also get into and careful, and have fun with careful. the okay. Have fun with the kids. Not you get out of your head. <laughs> We need to move on. You know what, Terry? Look how she gets. Well, I she's just shaking her, her finger I'm just and so head crazy at you. About her. I really I'm so, she's so fun to, you. You're fun. You're so fun to play with. You're like a toy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Is that that I, I just have fun should I be with concerned, you? Denny? I have lots of fun with you. I don't think so. I think she's had an edge the last forty-eight hours. It's forty I degrees outside, and uh, it is beautiful on this Palm Sunday. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's little Kyle and Tally. I'm Terry Stacy. Denny Smith is here too, and Denny, we're going to do investing since next uh, break. Okay, next yes, we segment. Are. Sounds good. Sounds good. I took a phone call, uh, not a phone call, but took a, a request to talk about Bitcoin. You know, cryptocurrencies, sure and I I. I have my own feelings about it, but I went ahead and did the research this week. And I think for the listener, everybody's got questions about where are we going with this thing. And uh, so I think they'll really enjoy this next segment. I know nothing about it. Kylan? I know some of my friends got into it a little bit, but I have That's no all you idea. know? Right. You be careful. Your even... Uncle Denny is really concerned about the young people uh, sucking up this maple syrup that isn't that got no nutrition. It's all I sugar. Don't know. See, you I thought about getting really, into it. You got to be really careful. I know. <laughs> Kylan's probably got a lot of questions. I'll be listening to uh, Denny Smith with Investing Sense. That's coming up next here on the first day on 93 WIBC. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah, get around. Round, round, I get around. I get Good morning. Guess what? Guess what? Why, why, why? The Beach Boys recorded their this single, I Get Around, to this day in history. Today. Forever ago. Was Not it in the 60s? Ago, it was a long time let's ago. Let's guess the date, the year. 1960. Oh. I'm going to go with 67. I'm going to go with 68. 68, I think. It was 64. Oh. Wow. That's I guess that was it when was I was in, in junior white. high. <laughs> this oh became God. their first U.S. number one hit in the summer of that year, of 64. Here's what's amazing about the Beach Boys. They come to spots around central Indiana. They've been out at uh, Connor Prairie. every, And, I mean, it sells out quickly. The lines to get in, the Beach Boys are still killing it. You know what? They, d- they can't do the falsetto anymore. No. It was so easy to do falsetto no. as a kid because... 
you know, you're going through the hormone change and you, your voice really hadn't settled down to the baritone that everybody right. wanted. So you could sing tenor and you could jump up there. The old guys can't do the high notes anymore. <laughs> Just no, say it. Uh, listen, I want to mention really quickly before we get to investing since, because it's a good one today, but I just want to mention, because we are still, you know, we're thinking about everybody that's cleaning up today and has gone through the tornadoes. And I believe they've said now that there were seven tornadoes in Indiana scattered around the state uh, Friday into Saturday morning, Friday night into Saturday morning. So if you want to help while you're out there doing your grocery shopping today, if you're a Kroger shopper, Indiana Kroger stores have opened up a donation option for those of you, for those that have been hit by the storm. So just when you're checking out, just mention to your cashier what you want to do. You want to provide a little disaster relief, and then the cashier will ask you how much you'd like to donate, and boom, you've made a donation while you're out grocery shopping today. Also, don't forget our Salvation Army friends. HelpSalvationArmy.org is a way you can donate, and also RedCross.org. I think it's pretty cool. You can also submit your photos of any of the storm damage that you have to Fox 59, one of our affiliates, and, and share what is going on right here in Indianapolis. It was really devastating. Uh, Brian Wilkes sent us that video of coming down with the drone and just oh, going yeah. the exact path of that right. tornado. Oh, my gosh. Those poor people really have lost everything. They really have. And so we're thinking about you. All and, of our hearts. Uh, Absolutely. Have you ever heard what they want? If you ask them, they say, if you could get anything back, I'd like to have the picture of the kids on the wall. I want my wedding oh, picture yeah. back. You know, those. So for goodness sakes, take pictures of those and keep them on your phone because you can always restore of those them that that you way. have on. You've That's been doing, but Denny's been doing that too. You know, those pictures that are in black and white or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, but get those on your phone for sure. All right. Uh, let's do a little investing sense. You know, my grandson always made me sing him that song. He loved Toy Story, and I can remember him sitting on my lap. You know, when we talk about investing, we we try to go to to sources that we feel we can trust. And I'm not saying I'm that trusted source, but I'm certainly that humble guy who has had his hand, you know, fanny handed to him as an investor so many times. And I see this thing that has taken place, and it's it's happening mostly, Kylan, in your generation. You're the ones that have really drunk up this Bitcoin and and uh, all, all the the type of cryptocurrencies. But you're the same ones that brought up the meme vesting, where we would invest in Reddit and the things that would take off on social media. Mm-hmm. And they're really risk. Uh, they're pretty intense on the risk. But I did the deep dive on crypto because I had a chance to invest in crypto when it was under five dollars. Did you and do it? I did not because it didn't make sense. And Terry Lynn, it still doesn't make sense to me because if you invest in land, you can hold the dirt in your hand. If you invest right. in corn, you have corn in your hands or precious metals or antiques, whatever, you can hold them in your hand. Bitcoin is absolutely in the ether. And you have to remember your, your account number, but there's nothing tangible there. It's made with energy and there's only so many Bitcoins, you know, Satoshis and and, so it does it look like something? I mean, does it uh, well, look like got, a coin? They, they've got a logo and they've got all that, but it doesn't make any sense. So the problem is, is that is the symptom. When we talk about meme investing and we talk about cryptocurrencies, that's the symptom. The disease is people are taking on too much risk. And this one really flushes. I mean, you talk about overloading your, your, uh, your hormones. This one really gets you because it can jump up. 100% in a day or two, and then fall down 100% in a day or two. But from my standpoint, it is straight. So this is a stock. 
No, it it, 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 it and is. And I'm sorry, everybody that's listening, that I'm it, just stupid about this stuff. But I really, honestly, don't know. Th- that's the but problem. This is where you ask the questions. Yeah. This is where you ask. What is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is the representation of energy that has been consumed to make it. Yeah, you use a computer that goes through gyrations and algorithms, and it makes it uses up energy, and it makes a Bitcoin based on the the founders. Uh, thoughts about it, about how he wanted that that algorithm to be done. But that's not the issue. The big issue right now is the de-dollarization of the world. The dollar has been the reserve currency of the world for 50 years, 60 years, ever since World War II. And when Nixon took us off the gold standard in 71 or 73, then all of a sudden the United States dollar was the reserve currency. We can print as many of them as we want. And this the spending that we have been going through the world has about had it, and there are 141 countries that have uh, really signed on that, look, we're not going to take this anymore. The BRICS, have you heard the, the anagram uh, BRICS? Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I have know, not. Brazil, yeah, know, yeah. Brazil, Russia, India, and China, yep. they, uh, they've had enough, and they are planning something, and I think that Bitcoin is the recipient of that nervousness of what is the dollar going to buy. Right now, we have inflation in everything that we need. You know, if we go for food, inflation is is we're really seeing it. We're getting a little bit of deflation on the things that we want, luxury items. They're they're not going up in price. So all of this is a symptom of of I think the nervousness around the de-dollarization of the world. And when you have a Congress that spends money in the trillions and trillions and doesn't have the money to back it up, the way they back it up if they can't collect it in taxes is they sell it to the Federal Reserve, and the Treasury just prints more money. So that's straight, you know, straight inflation, and that's what's really scaring the world. So, will crypto benefit from that? Yes, it will. So this crypto, was it just invented? I mean, how, how uh-huh. long has it been here? How long have we had crypto? Like now, maybe I would say like twelve. Oh okay, no, no, long, uh, much longer. I think so because I first heard it from a buddy in Spokane, Washington, who had done a deep dive. That the algorithm is published, all the source code is published, so you can see everything about it. But the problem with Bitcoin is that it's not transactional. You know, if I go into a, a store with a silver dime or a, with a, a quarter, uh-huh. everybody knows what a quarter's worth. Right. Okay. Right. If I go in there with a crypto coin, everybody goes, well, "What the hell is this? How, how can I do it?" So transactionally, you can't use it as a credit card. Credit card transactions are millions of transactions per second. I mean, it's just incredible. Did you use your credit card today? I, I, that's all I use. Yeah, Kylan, do you use uh, any cash at all? Yeah. All right. So, crypto is not designed for that. Okay. So they've got to come up with something to replace the dollar. And when they do, the dollar's going to suffer. Right now, um, I don't know if you heard uh, in Africa yesterday or two days ago, one of the kings in Africa or one of the leaders in Africa said, something big is coming. I want you to spend all of your dollars. I want you to get the dollars. You know, So they're, if the dollar goes down in value, they're coming back to the United States. And when they come back to the United States, it's going to be pretty inflationary. That's that's really what's happening, and that's what crypto is all about right now. So we really got to sort of pucker up and figure out what it's going to be. So Brit, um, let's see, Brazil, Russia, India, China, they're coming up with a basket of currencies to replace the dollar. They've had enough, and what it's going to be based on, we don't know. We don't know whether it's going to be gold-backed or what. A lot of the central banks wow. have been acquiring gold at this point in silver because they don't know what it's going to be. But even in South America, Brazil and Argentina, they've been trading partners, but they're not buddies. 
and they've come up with a new currency between the two of them. It's called the SUR, S-U-R, which is Spanish for South, South America. So everybody realizes that our politicians and our money managers and our Federal Reserve have absolutely adulterated our currency, and crypto is the natural consequence of that. Somebody's trying to solve the problem such that they have something that no matter if the dollar goes up, you know, if inflation goes up 20%, at least I've got my crypto. My crypto will go up that much. So I think the rest of the oh nations are going to solve this it's one way or another. It's a gamble. Oh, it is a gamble. gamble. And I, I've got, I get this stuff from kids that I watch grow up in the church, and they send me these emails, and they say, I just bought a, a Tesla with the money that I made in Bitcoin. And I'm going, oh, sweetie, you're gambling. You don't even know you're gambling, but you're gambling. But she's absolutely convinced that crypto is going to be the thing of the world. You just got to be careful. And so, you're not. You're not so certain that it's going to be the very next great thing of the world. I don't think it is because nobody can tell, just like you guys. People know what a silver dime yeah. is. People know what a gold coin is. People know, they've got jewelry. Look at what right. we wear. We wear silver and gold. Right. They don't know what Bitcoin is. And unless people know what it is, how in the world can we use it as a currency? That's the big issue. And uh, to all of you who have said, I got four emails about this since we got the text message last week during the show. And they want to know, all I'm going to say is be careful. <laughs> you know, th these, what this is about is de-dollarization. And de-dollarization means people are walking away from our currency instead of coming to it. And that's not good for us. That's Denny Smith with Investing Sense this week. Denny, I always appreciate you talking to us about this sort of thing uh, because I'm just stupid about it's it. It's a lot to take in. It's oh a my lot. Gosh. You're it's a starting lot. to break it up. I still am overwhelmed because there's still all words I don't understand. If stuff, I ask yeah. you what but, a bushel of corn is, do you know what a bushel of corn is? You mean what, uh, what it's yeah. worth or no, what? No, no, what it is. I know what a bushel of corn is. It is, right. If I ask you what a Bitcoin is, I don't you know. can't tell me. <laughs> I can't tell you. You can tell me what an ant is. It's not, for me right now, it's not a noun. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, an adjective or it's an adverb, but it's not a noun. When it becomes a noun, it could be used as a currency. I'm just going to watch mm -hmm. what you do. That's what I'm <laughs> right. going to do. Just tell me what you're doing. Just tell us just what you're along. doing, and then Kylie uh, and I will just play along, and we'll do exactly what right. you say. Remember, I don't give investment advice. I'm retired. I'm That's giving right. opinions, and I'm giving perspective. That's <laughs> it. we got to make that, that little announcement there, that little tagline. Yeah, you're right. Uh, listen, guys, we've got another hour to go here on the first day. We're glad you're here with us today. Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective and Compass Real Estate. They actually support our show, and they will join us in the next hour as well. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. The news is next, right here on 93 WIBC. I'm easy like so